Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are talking about an amazing new topic that we just, we spent some time with a leader recently and we began to realize there are a lot of elements to discipleship that we feel like are time sensitive. So one of the things we came up with is this. Discipleship groups, 90 days. 90 days. Can you make a disciple group. in 90 days? Now, you're asking the question, Chris, you said 12 months, uh, uh, 18 months, you know, nine months minimum with a, maybe some college guys or some high school students. Why would you change from one year to 90 days? Here's the secret we're not changing, are we? We're adapting. <laughs> we're, adapting. we're adapting. What are we saying when we say 90 days? day discipleship. Okay, here's the here's the here's the thing. We just had the privilege uh this week to spend time with an author uh by the name of Brian Moran. And if you haven't heard of Brian Moran, he is uh the author of the 12 week year. Yep. Uh, if you don't have the book, great resource. Obviously a business book, but works in the area of discipleship as well. Here here's what we talked about when we were with uh, him. He said the problem with most organizations, most churches is that you are ramping up for particular seasons of ministry. So think about a church. When is a normal church ramping up for an event? Easter. Easter. Bingo. Student camp. Bingo. Kids camp. Yes. Fall kickoff. Maybe. Christmas. Yes. Fall retreat. Yes. January new new group kickoff. Okay, there we I go. I know all these periods. A lot of those things. I've done ministry. But I, know, most, I know where the high okay. points are. Well, let's just say, what's the big two, if you're going to pick two? Easter, Christmas. Easter and Christmas. That's the biggest time. Or Mother's Day, you know, Christmas, Mother's Day, all in there. Not but, Father's Day. That's the opposite. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. For some well, reason, fathers are not leading well. Why don't people come for Father's because Day? Because on Father's Day, like, oh, I need to take a break from God. I need to go play golf. <laughs> I'm sorry. No one says that. No one says that. My bad. My bad. No that's one right. Does that. No, yeah. <laughs> Okay, the reality is they come for particular events, okay? Most most organizations work this way. You are ramping up your sales and you're trying to finish strong at the end of the year. November, December, who it's cares? It's an annual mindset. It's like what we did in 2019, we got to have it wrapped up by the end in December because that's the end of the year or even fiscal year. You know, somewhere in August, September time frame. Well, and we'll let we'll let the audience kind of help us because this is something we're learning as well. So we're bringing you ideas. We're kind of processing and thinking through. But here's what we realize: most discipleship groups start really strong. Those listening know in January, February. Okay, by the time you hit April, May, particularly the summer months, you kind of you kind of in a lull. You're, you're, you're begging, you know, hey, man, you need to come. Let's finish strong. And then when you get back into August, you kind of pick back up again. And then you finish strong in November, December. And what we realize is this. If you base your discipleship group off a 12-month year, then what happens is you kind of lose momentum. 365 days, it can be daunting in your mind. It's very daunting. I'm going to spend a year. I mean, in the big scheme of things, it's like, okay, this is just one year. But when you're thinking about it, you're thinking, man, this is an entire year. This is a long time in my mind. Yeah, exactly. So here's what we're thinking about. Okay. One of the things we realize is this. 
What makes discipleship effective, and you need to understand this, it is not the big events. It's not the big gathering. It's not the outreach times. It's not the uh, barbecue at the house, uh, which we do. I, w- all- I would even argue it's not the meeting every week with the guys. It's not the even gals, the meeting. Yeah. Although that's part of it. Absolutely. I would say, you, you have to understand this, success in discipleship is in the daily mundane that's good. of life. Okay, so it's here's it is. Here's what you got to remember. It's in the daily reading and the weekly meeting. And application. And the application, yes. obviously, of your life. And so you got to understand. Okay, so let's look at it in the area of football. You're a football fan. I am. Okay. Uh, what team do you like? Uh, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. You think so? We're in an office right now <laughs> surrounded by Dallas Cowboys memorabilia. Emmett Smith is looking down on you from above. Uh, on multiple ways, yeah. I've got I've – got, Roger uh, Staubach's looking down uh, on you right now. Troy uh, Aikman. I've got uh, Tony Dorsey. Tony Dorsett. Oh, my God. Dorsett. Wow. Clearly a Saints it. fan. It's far away. I it's can't It's okay. Read You're it. a Saints fan. I understand. <laughs> I understand. We got all you, these. You don't have uh, as many stars we got to all, celebrate. We've got a guy. Listen, I don't know if people know this. You actually have a brick. I do. At the paver. New, I have a paver. A paver. At, is that what at, they call at AT&T it? At AT&T Stadium. If you walk around, you can actually step on my name on the on the wow. wall. I help okay. pay for the stadium. So it's. I help build it. <laughs> You're a contributor. That's right. I'm okay. a contributor. So the reality is. Not just is, a fan, a contributor. Okay, but let's not talk about NFL. Let's, let's talk about on. college. <laughs> college is a little different. Nah. Okay, let's talk about NFL. <laughs> it works in the NFL. That's right. What is the goal of an NFL team? To win the Super Bowl. To win the Super Bowl. That's right. Okay, it's a 16 week season, although we're talking 12 weeks, but let's just use 16 weeks. The goal of a football team is to win the championship, okay? If the football team worries about the Super Bowl game, and and neglects the present game. What's going to happen? They will lose. Yes, even if they look at next week's game. Let's say they get film on the week after next game, right. and they look at the team, and they're worried about that team. Are they going to win this present game? Probably not. Probably not, because they're not looking at the present situation. Here's what I think happens in our own discipleship groups, and even mine as well, is that we tell these guys or these girls, if you're meeting with, in the future, your life's going to be changed. Yes. You're going to look more like Christ. You're going to uh, be in the Word until the Word gets into you. You're going to be more on mission for God. You're going to be more in the image of God. It's going to happen over 12 months. And I think in their mind, that is a long stretch. Listen, you don't even know what you're doing next month or even next week, much less next year. Okay. So what, what we're talking about here is what if we break the year we're not talking about 90 days in discipleship and you're done. We're not saying change the full time that you meet back down to 90 days. We're saying look at it in a 90-day sequence. Yes, exactly. So what we're saying is what if you break it down into bite-sized chunks, okay? This is going to do a couple of things. Let's say you set out in the next 12 weeks in your discipleship group, you're going to set some goals for the group. Okay, so this month, we're, this this twelve week season, we're going to do a couple things. Number one is I want us to be more missional in our living. I want us to be about the business of sharing our faith over the course of this time. I want us to memorize chapter five of the Sermon on the Mount in this twelve week period. Okay, then you could break it down. If that's the case, we have to memorize three verses a week or whatever. I'm, I don't know what it is, but and then at the end of that, we have a goal. I want us to be able to read through the F-260 New Testament plan, and I want us to be here together. I want us to be able to journal two times a week. You see what I'm saying? So you're taking those long-term goals that you want to implement because the problem is we're thinking of it like this. Man, in the end of this year, we're all going to grow. 
We're all going to memorize a certain amount of scripture. And as a result, we're going to be more mature and, and better leaders and multiply. The problem with that is that's 365 days away. So what you're saying is let's bring all of these goals that we have in our mind, all these things we want to see happen back down to a shorter time frame in terms of how we gauge success. Yeah. So when we're looking at it within a three month or a 90 day or a 12 week, however you want to look at that window, when we're looking at it that way, it allows us to have shorter term goals and see successes sooner yeah, so that we're able to continue to drive and, and, and really, everyone in the group can experience these these metrics. So it's it's not something where we're like, okay, it's been four months. Some of us have experienced great things. Some of us have been challenged. Now it's, hey, consistently and ongoing, we're going to look at and gauge success um, to make it more more achievable by the whole group. Yeah. Another thing you got to think about, what this does is it allows you to put in place an accountability system whereby you can set goals. These goals are attainable. And then you have accountability. Now, what we were talking about is uh, Moran likes to call, he doesn't use the word accountability because he says accountability has a negative term, uh, feel to it. It's like a negative term. Yeah. And, And I get that because what he says is like if somebody gets in trouble at your office, and uh, you say, hey, don't worry about that. I'm going to go hold them what? Accountable. Yeah, let me go make them. Yeah, And that means punishment or condemnation or correction. What he says is a better word, and I'm still processing this, a better word is, is holding someone capable. Okay? They are capable to do it. And so it's, it, it's a nuanced word, and I know it may be semantics. But what he says is this, and I love this. A person is seven times more likely to accomplish a task when they have peer support. Okay, what is that? And right when he said that, I mean, I thought, man, if that's not what discipleship is about in essence, that's what we're saying. You want to help your people become seven times more likely to succeed. Yeah, what we're saying is when you're surrounded by other people, you're more likely to accomplish goals than when you're doing them yourself. You're more likely to grow as a group than when you're doing. See, this is, I mean, and this is another podcast, I get this, but um, this is one of the reasons we push for a model of three to five or six people, okay? Why do we do that? Uh, There's a lot of reasons. One of the main reasons is this. I found, and I've discipled guys one-on-one. I've even been discipled by Platt for about five months one-on-one. Here's the challenge, though, and I remember back in my own group with Platt, I used to look at David Platt as the Doogie Hauser of ministry. <laughs> Dylan, the boy genius. Dylan, do you remember Doogie Hauser? Uh, no, but there is a picture that pops into my head. Okay, what is that picture? Do you know? Do you know of Doogie Hauser? No. Okay, Colton, do you know of Doogie? Exactly. Two young bucks right here. Chris, do you know about? I Doogie? do. Okay, because you were raised in the eighties right. and nineties like That's me. Right. Okay. Doogie Hauser was this young kid who was a doctor, I think. Yeah, he, he was this, a genius. He was so a he, genius. He became a doctor at, like as a teenager. Yeah, as a teenager. Okay, he was like this boy wonder. So that was fresh in my mind when I met with Platt. So now you have this guy who just got off of one hundred and eighty to two hundred dollar a day heroin and cocaine addiction, never read the Bible before in his life, and God puts him with all people on planet Earth. Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. <laughs> And listen, if you're listening, David, I say that with a lot of love. But the reality is I looked every week at David and I would leave these meetings of a man who's quoting and memorizing Romans 1 through 9. Okay, And I would leave and say, man, I'd love to be like him. There is no way on on the earth I'm ever going to be anywhere close to David. Okay, But here's what happened. When I went to seminary five months later, we opened the group to about four or five other seminary students. Mm -hmm. And I thought, 
No offense. I could probably be like these guys. <laughs> Stop comparing yourself to Doogie Howser and start comparing yourself to some of the other peers there. Well, well that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, these guys are more like me. But 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 th- here's a, here's the here's the insight I learned that you you're better you're more accountable and you're more encouraged when you're journeying with a group of peers. If you lead a person, particularly if you're on on a pastoral staff, if you're leading a person and you're discipling them and you're on staff, they're looking at you immediately like you're the closest thing to a present-day apostle. They're like, man, there's no way I can be like Robbie. There's no way I can be like Chris. There's no way I can be like David Platt because he is, you know, he's on staff. He's close to God. But you put two or three other guys in the group. Mm-hmm. You put Bubba and Joe. Yeah, I can be like Bubba. I can be like Bubba. I can if be Bubba like can Joe. do this, I can do this. Let's talk more about that in just a moment. Let's take a brief break to talk about our sponsor this week. Is marriage ministry stressing you out woo marriage is here to help this brand new tool from lifeway provides a christ-centered marriage coaching for every couple in your church backed by research and designed with your church in mind woo marriage provides a plan for your marriage ministry the video courses for all seasons of marriage these are courses for communication managing finances handling conflict and there's even help for church leaders the best part it's easy. With one simple click, you can assign courses and start coaching. Whether you need to prepare couples for marriage, strengthen marriages, or restore relationships, you'll have an affordable, flexible plan right at your fingertips. Try it free one month with our offer code of the word leadership, all one word, L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I-P, leadership, and check it out. That offer code is leadership, all one word, at checkout on woomarriage.com slash free trial. Once again, that's woomarriage.com slash free trial. And we're back on the podcast talking about a 90-day discipleship group. And again, to clarify, we're not saying change from 12 to 18 months back down to doing a three or four month group. What we're saying is thinking in terms of periodization or thinking in terms of step-by-step, smaller scale, so we can have some goals and successes early to drive the overall process. And you were talking about how when we get together with with our peers, it's a little bit easier to think, okay, I can do this in a group. What I might not be able to think I can do on my own or as an individual leader, when I'm coming together with friends that are uh, acquaintances who are in the same area I am spiritually, it's a little bit easier to kind of walk and grow together. And one of the things I think is critical with this is, you know, as believers, we're always looking for that spiritual high marker. You know, we're like, man, that Easter sermon was so much better than last week's sermon. Or student camp gives me a week where I'm like separated from everything and I'm, I'm experiencing God like never before. Or when this happened or when that happened. But the reality is the Christian life and spiritual growth doesn't happen merely in those key moments. It happens, like you said earlier, in the daily mundane. And that's the beauty of the discipleship group, because we're challenging each other every week to live out every single day according to what God has taught us, not waiting for those moments where we hear or gain some new knowledge or, or some experience that we take and say, okay, this is where I'm going to grow. Yeah. It, it's a shift in looking at our faith as an ongoing process versus one or two tent posts throughout the year. Yeah. We're not saying do things differently. We're saying to do a few different things. Okay. Because- there is a difference, yeah. We're not say, we're, what I mean by that is this. We want you to do a few different things. Do the same thing you've always done in your D group. But we want you to do a few different things so that you can, as you said, periodization takes place. Now, what do we mean by periodization? When you take a period of time, 
Okay, there's something I read years ago. It's called the Law of Parkinson's or Parkinson's Law. Have you heard of this? Okay, this is a really neat law. And anybody who went to college or high school, uh, which probably be most of the listeners, uh, remembers this uh, in school. Okay, law, the Law of Parkinson says the intensity of a task will increase the closer to the end goal or the time period elapsed or, or the That's time That's why November, ends. December becomes such a critical time or the week before Easter. Yeah, we, everybody, the build all hands on deck. There's a lot right. of intensity, a lot of excitement. So basically what Parkinson's saying is if you have a goal, so the teacher says, okay, Chris, you have a term paper due end of, uh, end of September, okay? We're right now in the middle, we're in the summer, okay, for example. Uh, when are you going to start that term paper? Um, probably me the night before it's due. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, there we go, there we go. And it's not going to be very good. Most people start, okay, what date? September 28th? Okay, good, I'll start September 27th. Right. Okay, that's what or, most people or say. a few days before, right. So, so, the, so the intensity of a task or the urgency of a task increases or swells, as Parkinson law, the closer you get to the due date. Okay, so here's what here's what happens. People naturally are bent to wait to the end. That's why many of you listening would wait to the end to do a project or uh, expense report or turn in your how many people do uh, uh, receipts. Oh, it's boy. always yeah. when they email you for the receipt. Right. And we need receipts in. Oh, forgot to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's right. ever doing receipts at the beginning That's of right. the month or the middle of the month. Okay. Yes. Same thing goes with discipleship. What we realize is periodization means you're going to take a smaller period and you're going to set goals within that period in order to hold people accountable or, as Moran says, capable to do the task, okay? And here, here's what he said, which I think is interesting. Periodization creates a level of urgency, okay? And what, they, what he says is it creates this excitement with people that they, they set a goal, they create a task, and they hold people accountable uh, to do that task. So uh, I think that's just a great way for us to think about differently doing it because if we let our people wait, What's going to happen? They're going to wait to the end. They're not going to do their scripture. And I've even found this in my own group. We're memorizing the Sermon on the Mount now. Okay? That's an overarching task. Uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew, it takes a long time. I mean, golly, if I told them we're going to memorize, I think it's 109 verses or 108 verses. That's what they said. <laughs> they would say that's like, what they said. I don't think wow. that's going to happen. They said 109 continuous verses? Yes. Okay? But I said, we're going to take it two verses a week. Now, two verses a week is, is a bite-sized goal. Let me give you a, a real-world example. Do you ever run, Chris? I used to. Used to. Do you run anymore? No. Do, do you spend more time running or do you spend more time on the couch? Probably more time on the couch. Did you know there's actually an app that gets you from the couch to running a marathon? Did you know this? I actually did know this. Okay. It's called Couch to 5K. That's right. Have you heard of this app? I have heard of it. I've heard of a lot of people use this app. Is it, have any of you used this app? Okay. I've seen could the we app. probably all benefit from this app? I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to touch the app because I'm not a runner. Okay. But the reality is they've realized that they can take you an X amount of time, 90 days, to go from your couch to running a 5K. How is that possible? Every day you break it down into bite-sized chunks. Again, we said this earlier in the program. What makes discipleship effective is not trying to eat the entire elephant at one time, okay, or, or, or mature in the Christian life overnight. It is the daily reading, 
and weekly meeting. It's it's showing your people that it's not the the glamorous side uh, of the Christian life. It's not the uh, it's not the thing everybody looks at. Man, that's really cool. I want to do that. No, it's the simple day. I, I used to say years ago, I want to I wanted to write a book uh, one day. The secrets to the Christian life are the obvious things because people always ask us in the ministry, "What's the secret?" Like, tell me the. Yeah. You always ask me, "What's the one secret?" That really got you, to, you know, to, to where you are. What's the one secret you could give me in the Christian life? And I say, okay, you ready for this? There are no secrets. <laughs> it's the basic, systematic, discipline Christian life. It's daily reading of the Word. It's the weekly memorizing of the Word. It's the here journaling consistently, and it's living on mission to obey the Lord. I mean, that's really all there is. I wish there was a secret, but I mean, there is no secret to to the Christian life. So. All this to say, let, let's kind of put it together. Could we take our 12-month year and break it into four 90-day sections where we set goals, we chart progress, and here's the thing we left out. At the end of the 12 weeks, here's what you need to do. You need to reevaluate and recommit. That's the key. You need to reevaluate what's happened up to this point. So one guy, he, 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 he missed a meeting every month, or he missed a meeting every six weeks. Well, you need to pull that guy aside and say, hey, man, we grow as a group. We're as strong as the weakest link. So let me ask you, what can I do to help you stay more committed? Do you need a text every week? Do you need a call? Uh, do you need a, a, a meeting outside of the group? So that's just some practical ways you can see your people finish the 12-month goal by breaking it up into 12 weeks. That's good. As always, I want to mention our LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network partners. And this week, we want to talk about the Established Church. Have you listened to the Established Church podcast lately with Sam Rayner, Micah Freeze, and Josh King? As a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network family, we love this podcast. Check it out. Ageism and Church Leadership, Leading a Multi-Generational Church, and Former and Current Pastor Friends. Lots of great topics. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.